this morning? Can we honor that this morning? Lord, we bless your name. You are our solid rock. We thank you today. And we just ask, God, that as we get ready to open up your word, that you would bless your word, that uh, you would help us just have insight and wisdom and uh, gain understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning. Good to see you guys today. We are going to be going to the book of Colossians. So if you got your Bible, and uh, I'm using uh, the NLT this morning. I, know I usually use the ESV. But this morning I'm using the NLT. So if it sounds a little bit different or it looks a little bit different, that's why. Um, but we're going to go to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 2 is uh, where we're going to start. Uh, and so we've been in a series called Toxic, and uh, we've been talking about a lot of toxic issues that we face individually, um, and today we're going to wrap this series up, and um, you know we we're, we're going to take a little bit different route with it. It's going to be less individualistic and more corporate. Uh, so before we get there, um, how many of you guys have ever done the sniff test? <laughs> so, listen, you know what? The guys know what I'm talking about. I saw hands go up. It's like they knew exactly right the sniff test. The sniff test is when you're trying to figure out, can you wear it, right? Right? Uh, you know, it, does it stand up by itself, right? If it stands up by itself, maybe not. That's probably not a good sign. It's probably time to wash it. Um, I remember when I was in college, my sister, my oldest sister, she's about 14 years older than me, and she came to visit me while I was at college, and she got a chance to come up to my dorm room, and uh, when she walked in, she was just like, Oh, Ryan, right? <laughs> because I had a little nightstand beside my bed, but you couldn't see it because it was covered in clothes. I just had a big pile of clothes that was there, and, um, you know, I would kind of pick one up and, yeah, pass the sniff test. It's good to wear, right? Uh, and so you guys know, you know what I'm talking about when I talk about the sniff test. Do you use it, and can you pass it, right? So that is, that is what you want. Now, I don't want you to go sniffing your neighbor, neighbor right now, all right, because they probably wouldn't appreciate that. Uh, but we know what this is, and uh, we know that sometimes something just isn't right, okay? And you can smell it, right? Uh, and what am I talking about this morning? So you said, I don't have a clue where you're going with this, Pastor. I don't either. Um, no, I, when, when I started thinking about this message today and I started thinking about toxic, you know, and you start thinking about things that are toxic and uh, you can smell a lot of times. And we, like I said, we've been talking about toxic things that deal with us on an internal basis uh, and on an individual internal basis. So things uh, like negative thoughts, stress, anxiety, uh, those are things that we've talked about. But this morning, um, I want us to look at a little bit more broad uh, category. I want us to look at things that are toxic to us on an internal nature in a corporate setting, though, in a corporate setting when we talk about toxic religion, right? How can how we believe become toxic? And not just to us individually, but as the church as a whole, because that's really important. And so today we're also going to take communion, and you should have communion elements uh, right there on your chair close by. And so if you don't, in just a little bit, uh, you'll get the chance. We'll have, just raise your hand and somebody will come bring you a communion element if you need one. But let's go to our scripture passage today in Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2 is where we're going. And today, like I said, I want us to talk about internal enemies of a corporate nature. Colossians chapter 2, we're going to begin in verse 6. 
This is what Paul writes to the, to the Colossian church. He says, and now just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth uh, you were taught and you will overflow with thanksgiving, right? How many of you, that's, you, that sounds like a good thing to be able to overflow with thanksgiving. We talked a uh, few weeks ago about sometimes we overflow and we overflow with our stress and we overflow with our anxieties and our fears and all these things, you know, but Paul is, is, is saying, hey, we want you to overflow with this fullness of Christ, with this overflow of thanksgiving. He goes on in verse 8 and he says, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. And I want us to skip down. We're going to skip down um, a few verses and, and pick up here in verse 16. And he goes on and he says this. He says, Don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or, or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon uh, ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these are rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. They're pointing to something else. These, these festivals and all these things that, that they held as observances and religious observances, they weren't meant to just be the staple forever. They actually were a symbol of something that was greater to come, right? And they pointed to something greater to come. And he says, so they're only a shadow of, of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels, saying that they have had visions about these things and their sinful minds have made them proud and that they are connect, they're not connected to, to Christ, the head of the body, for he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments and grow, and it grows as God nourishes it. You see, he's using this metaphor of the body, that, that we are part of the body, and to be part of the body, Christ has got to hold us together, right? He goes on, and he says, You have died with Christ, and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world? As such, don't handle and don't taste and don't touch. Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion and pious self-denial and severe bodily discipline, discipline, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. So you see what he's saying there? He says, listen, there's all these things that you can do that you think that is religious and religion, and you could do it religiously, right? But it's not having any effect on your inward person, right? It, it's, it's not really doing anything to the evil desires that are in us, right? You, it's, it's basically, it's, 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 you're wasting your time. And so what I want to talk about this morning is I want us to talk about toxic religion. And you, and you may be thinking about other religions, right? You may be thinking about all these other religions in the world. Actually, today I want to focus in on us, right? I want us to think about the toxic religion that can happen in the church. 
I want us to talk about toxic religion that can happen here uh, that we're susceptible to, I'm susceptible to, and if we're not careful, it's real easy to slide right into it. So I'm going to give you five things this morning that uh, that we're that we're going to look at. That and this is not an exhaustive list. I, I think there's so many other things, but these are the things that just kind of stand out to me, or at least have stood out to me uh, recently. Things that I, I really want us, as the pastor of this church, I, I, it's. I, I take it seriously that, that I want us to be the type of church that reflects Jesus accurately, that I want us to reflect Jesus in a way uh, that draws people to him and doesn't push people away from him, right? There, there are churches and, and there are, you know, just, just religious people who uh, they have a way to repel people. That's not who Jesus was, right? Jesus appealed to people. Actually, people liked Jesus, right? They wanted to be around Jesus. Uh, that's why you saw sinners. They would come to Jesus because Jesus was appealing to sinners. And, and so for us, I want to reflect that same thing. I want to reflect that same mindset. I want to reflect that same lifestyle. I want to be uh, that good reflection of Jesus to the world that that becomes appealing to people who see this. And so these five things I want to hit on real quick, like I said, these are not exhaustive, it's not an exhaustive list, but these are just some of the things that stand out to me. The first is this. So when you know, uh, when all you know is religion, relationship can be hard to find, right? So if, if all you know is just how to be religious, uh, relationship is not something that's really high on your 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 to-do list uh it, it really becomes kind of uh lost in the mix of just doing church and doing things that seem religious and that's not what i want for us i don't want us to just do things that seem religious uh, i want us to be engaged about relationships so what does toxic look like what does it look like to to have toxic religion first thing that i wrote down here was this toxic religion will focus on what's what used to be rather than what can be Toxic religion focuses on what used to be rather than on what can be. And um, I don't know if any of you guys have um, remember the station wagons uh, back in the 70s and the 80s. Remember this? Had the back seat that faced backwards. Anybody remember those? I thought those were amazing, right? As a kid, you could look out the back. I could see all the cars, right? Look at that. And why they stopped really making those was, uh, and I didn't really know this, which is uh, probably is interesting that um, the, the National Transportation Safety Board, they, they do all these tests, right? They, they do tests on cars to make sure uh, these crash test dummies, you know, how, how a car it just, just can survive in one of these tests. And uh, they really weren't testing cars to be rear-ended, to see how people survived a car that is rear-ended, right? They always do the test where they run the car into something, right? They're never doing the test on the car being rear-ended. And, and so um, they begin to see that this probably wasn't the safest thing in the world to take your most precious commodities, your children, right? Because that's who's sitting in the back, right? And you're going to put them in the very back of the station wagon with a little bit of metal between them and another vehicle traveling at uh, 70 miles an hour, Okay, um, and so this like, we've gone away from these these things because it really wasn't safe. But I remember this, and this is the first thing that came to mind when I when I thought about this this idea of you know sometimes churches and religion it wants you to focus on yesteryear, it wants you to and and I, I don't have a problem with honoring yesterday. 
I don't have a problem problem with honoring the past, but you can't live in the past, right? You can't try to get back to, I remember how we did church back in 1975. All right, that's great. You might have done church, but that's not where we're at. We've got to move forward, right? And and he is, God is calling us forward. And so we can't just be turned around backward all the time. You can't drive a car in reverse always, Right? That you are not, that's why the mirror, the rear view mirror is this big and your windshield is this big, right? It's because you are meant to look forward more than you're meant to go backward. And for us, when we look at toxic religion, sometimes toxic religion will want you to always look backward and backward and backward and try to send you back. Try to send you back to the good old days. Anybody ever heard somebody talk about that? I remember the good old days. That's back when people were really spiritual. That's back when, and I get it. We romanticize the past. But the thing about the good old days is this, is they don't go back far enough, right? Some people just only want to go back 20, 30 years. I think we have to go back 2,000 years. We have to go back to what Jesus looked like. If you want to go back, let's go all the way back. Let's go all the way back to what Jesus has given us and called us to, and that spurs us forward with the mission for the future. And so toxic religion, a lot of times, will try to push you backwards instead of allowing you to move forward. Isaiah 43, Isaiah 43, and this is what it says, Isaiah 43, uh, verse 18 he, and this, as I said, but forget all about that. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. This is God speaking through uh, the prophet. Verse 19, he goes on, he says, For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. He said, listen, I'm doing something new, and I want you to be part of what's new. Guys, the Father is calling us into the future. There are people that need us to walk into the future. We can't keep living in the past and trying to do church like we did it 30 years ago, right? It's time for us to look forward. And so toxic religion tries to make us look backwards more than we look forward. Toxic religion will focus on what used to be rather than what can be, right? Well, we used to have this, or I remember in our church when we used to do this, or when we used to do that. No, no, what can be? What can Richmond Hill look like? What can this look like in the next five years? That's what I'm asking myself. What vision do I want? You know what? You need to have that not only for your church culture. That's what we need to have for our families as well. What do I want my, look, my family to look like in the next five to ten years? What do I want to, that to be? And so whatever you want that to be, you got to start today making that be the focus and saying, okay, if I want my kids to be in church 10 years from now, i got to start bringing them to church and not just dropping them off. I need to come with them now and show them this is what it looks like to pray. This is what it looks like to come to church and worship. This is what it looks like to live for Jesus. Toxic religion will focus on what used to be rather than what can be. Toxic religion will focus uh, on what they fear rather than what they're for, right? That's what toxic religion does. Toxic churches and toxic people uh, that are religious will focus on what is fearful. They'll focus on everything that, oh, look at this, look how bad, you know, and and we know, how many know the the world is bad? 
That's why you, you, you can turn the news on. You can look at social media. We, it's, it's, it's not news to us that there's some bad things and evil things in the world, right? But that cannot always be our focus. We can't just always be focused on what we fear, right? We have to look and say, this is what I'm for. I want somebody, when they look at New Life Church, I don't want them to say, well, they hate this group and they hate this group and they hate this group and they hate this group. Well, who do they love? We don't know. I don't want that. What I want for people when they look at our church, I want them to say, man, I've seen where they reached out here and Man, they were, they were here loving on folks, and, and they were here reaching out to people, and they were here, uh, you know, acting like Jesus in this group. That's what I want us to be. I want us to be known for what we're for and not what we fear, right? I, I want us to be known for where we're headed and not from where we've, we've just looking back to where, this is where we came from. We've got to be future-focused. We've got to be looking at, hey, this is where we're going. This is what we're for. So what are you for? We're for people coming to know Jesus. We're for reflecting Jesus in an authentic way. We're about sharing Jesus with this world and with uh, those who are around us. Toxic religion focuses on what they fear rather than what they're for. They focus on politics and they focus on conspiracies and they focus on some organ- organization's agenda. That's what, that's what we fear sometimes. We focus on all this stuff and then we forget what the mission really is. And, and so for us, we have to keep our focus. Second Timothy, I love what Paul tells uh, Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 1, uh, verse 7, this is what it says. It says, for God did not give us a spirit of what? You ever been fearful? It didn't come from God. Where did it come from? I don't know, but it didn't come from God. I'll tell you where it didn't come from. God did not give you fear. He does not want you to be fearful. He does not want you to be like Chicken Littles. Look at well, the news said this, and the news said that, and the news said this guy might be president, and this, and the news said this guy might. I don't care. God already knows. God is already beyond the next election. <laughs> okay, can we just breathe a sigh of relief? God is already in our future. God is already there. He has already prepared for us. And actually, this might blow your mind. If you read Scripture, He sets up kings and presidents. He allows them to be where they're at. I didn't write that. He did take it up with him. So if you don't like who, who's, who's in charge, right, that's, you take that up with him. He's allowed it to happen. But he says, for God did not give us a spirit of fear and of timidity. But what did he give us? He gave us a spirit of power. Anybody, you need power? He gave us a spirit of power. He gave us love. And he gave us self-discipline. Now, I could use some more self-discipline. Come on, somebody. I can use some more. And I'm working on that. But he has given us power, he has given us love, and he has given us self-discipline. He has given us this. These are the tools that he has given us. He says, wage war with these. Wear them out with these. Use this. Don't, don't focus on what you fear. Don't, don't, I didn't call you to be timid. He, I said, I want you to walk into this future with boldness, and I want you to walk in it with the power that I've called you in, and walk into this future with love, and I want you to walk in with the discipline that I'm calling you to, the, the Christ-like ethic that we should live out. So toxic religion focuses on what they fear rather than what they're for. Toxic religion makes people the enemy. Toxic religion makes people the enemy. Look at your neighbor right now. I want you to look at your neighbor. Tell him, say, you're not my enemy. Somebody's marriage needed that. (laughs) You could thank me later, right? Hey, 
you're not my enemy. And even the people that drive you crazy, they're not your enemy. They're not your enemy. And, and, and that is the subtle thing, and, and I'm so susceptible to this, just like you are, that I can get caught into this stuff of making people out to be my enemy. And I don't like them. I don't like what they do. I don't like where they've come from. I, don't like, I just don't like their stuff. I don't, you know what? I, I have been guilty of that myself. But every time I go back to the Word, I've got to be reminded that, you know what? Those people are the people that Jesus died for, right? And really, we get into this uh, us and them mentality. Have you ever been there? Uh, Newsflash, there is no them. There's only us. There is no them. We're all us. We're all in the same boat. We're all the people that Jesus died for. And so toxic religion makes people the enemy. Corinthians, Paul was writing to the Corinthian church, and he's listed out all these things, all these sins, all these things that people are doing, all these things that they've done. And, and he looks at them, and at the very end of that, that phrase, he looks at them, and he says, basically he says, and such were some of you, right? I want you to think about the people that drive you crazy and the people that you look at and you just disdain right now, right? And then I want you to add this on the end of it, and such were some of you, right? I've been guilty. I have been guilty of sin. I, you know what? There are things that I have done and I am not proud of. But you know what? That doesn't make me any better than anybody else. The same Jesus that died for me is the same Jesus that died for people that sometimes I don't like and sometimes I have a difficult time being around. But they are not my enemy. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. This is what it says. Ephesians 6 and 12. You got that? It says, For we are are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. You need to remind yourself of this. We're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against who? Evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. You know what Paul is saying here? He's actually trying to say, hey, listen, you think it's against us and them? No, 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 no. It's actually there's a fight against this unseen world, really. Uh, That's where a lot of this stuff is originating from. That's just the power behind the person. That's just, the, that's just the motivation behind the person, right? And so he's saying this. He says, we're not fighting against each other, but we fight against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen, unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. And so for us, we have to be reminded, it's not that person, it's the power behind that person. Because Jesus died for that person. I have to remind myself of this, and that helps me. When I'm reminded of this, it's not that person. It's the power behind that person. So, Lord, help me. How do I deal with this person? (laughs) How do I deal with them? That might be how you pray, right? God, get this person out of my face because I'm about to punch them. Lord, help me to respond in a different way to this person. Help me to respond in a different way. Toxic religion makes makes it about people, makes uh, makes people the enemy. Number four, toxic religion, toxic religion loves rules more than relationship. Toxic religion loves rules more than relationship. Jesus said they will know us by our love, not by our rules. You ever, you ever thought about that? How many of you, but you say rules aren't bad, right? But when you make that the end-all, be-all, 
You've missed the point. Right? It's like a guardrail on the road. You're not meant to just ride right up on the guardrail, right? If rules is all your focus is, that's, that's like riding up on the guardrail. It's, it's, it's just it's meant to help keep you on the path. And, and for every one of us, we're meant to be more about relationships and to keep the relationship the main thing. Jesus uh, said, they will know, us, know you by your love. They'll know you're my disciples by how you love. Matthew 23 Matthew 23, this is Jesus, and he's talking. He's talking to the, who is he talking to? He's talking to the religious people. He's talking to the Pharisees. He's talking to the church people. And so Matthew chapter 23, uh, verse 13, if you got that? It says, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, right? For you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourselves, and you don't let others enter either. Next verse. He goes to the next verse, uh, and he says, Hey, what sorrow, you teachers. You got the next one? There you go. What sorrow, you teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites. For you cross land and sea to make one convert, and then you turn that person into twice the child of hell as you are. That's 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 mic job, Jesus, right? He's, He's just... He just kind of cuts through and he says, listen, you've got all these rules and you want people to keep all these rules and you want people to be really religious. And what you do is you make them worse than what you are. They're not getting better. They're getting worse. And this is what religion does. This is what toxic religious religion does for us. We miss the point and we make it about rules instead of relationship. Now, don't get me wrong. I think we need rules. I think there are some things uh, that we need to have about our life. There, there are some standards that we need to have. I'm not telling you just to go without standards. I'm not telling you to go just uh, live your life in a licentious way. But we can't make it all about that. We can't make it all about rules. See, there's some things in the church that uh, when we look at, we say, well, the church hurt me because they did this. this let, me, let me show you what's not toxic. What's not toxic is disagreement. Disagreement's not toxic. That's not what I'm talking about. You know that you can disagree in the church and, and still live for Jesus and still reflect a, a Christ-like attitude, right? You can have disagreements. So disagreements are not toxic. Confrontation is not toxic. There have been times where I've need people to come to me and say, hey, dude, you need to calm down, right? And I've looked at them and I'm like, as, as, and I've thought, yeah, you're right. I probably do need that, right? confrontation is not toxic disagreement and confrontation are, accountability is not toxic right just because just because somebody wants to hold you accountable for you know what we say we're supposed to be and we're not living that out and they say hey you're 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 saying one thing and you're living something else i want to call you out on that you say well that's toxic that's not toxic that's accountability confrontation disagreement accountability being told no is not toxic. Sometimes you just have to say, no, we're not going to do that. No, that's not the way this works. I, I, th- I think that is, a, that is something we need to teach our kids more of how to hear the word no, right? Because we've come to a society now that we don't like to hear that. But, but it's not toxic. Those, those are things that, that we need. And, and so, so toxic religion, though, is more about rules and relationship. When we have relationship, when every one of these things that I've just talked about 
disagreements, confrontation, accountability, and being told no is done in relationship, it's not, it's not toxic. It helps us to mature. It helps us to say, man, you know what? I, I, I'm walking in this thing together with other people, and we live mature as mature believers, and we grow up from that, right? We become what God intends for us to become. The last thing is this, and somebody can come play. Toxic religion centers around one person who isn't Jesus, right? That's what toxic religion does. Sometimes toxic religion becomes about a pastor. Sometimes churches become more about a pastor than what they do Jesus. It becomes more about a program than what it does Jesus. It becomes more about a celebrity than what it becomes about Jesus. This is, this is it right here. I want our church to be all about Jesus. I want people when they come to New Life Church to know, man, I, I, don't, I don't know a lot about them, but they love Jesus. <laughs> and they point to Jesus. I want everything that we do to point back to Jesus. I want everything that my life does to point back to Jesus. Because I can't save you. I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not spiritual enough. I don't even know that I love you that much. To, to, you know, <laughs> it's a while, Pastor. But, but I'm human. I'm flawed. I, I've got my limits, right? And, and that's why it can't revolve around one person. The only person it needs to revolve around is Jesus. He is the, uh, he is the head of the church. That's what Paul says. He is the ignition point of the church. He is the foundation. Isn't that what we just sing about? He is my firm foundation, the rock on which I stand. We've got to make it about Jesus. can't be about anything else or anybody else. It's all about Jesus Christ. So this morning, this is what I want to say as we close out. I want you to stand with me because I, I, I want us to take communion together. And we're going to pray in just a little bit. And if you need prayer, we're going to have time for prayer. But, but I really today, to close out this series called Toxic, I didn't want it to just be about us as individuals because at some point, us as individuals, when we come together, it becomes about a corporate thing. And that's what the church is. And Jesus loves the church. Jesus died for the church. But the church has got to reflect our master and he, we've got to reflect him in an authentic way and we've got to talk like him and walk like him right and this world needs us to do that this world needs that they don't need us to be cool don't need us to have you know the the the, the, the latest flash and, and bang what they need us to have is is some substance and the substance is jesus and that is what the power and the love that that when we said hey i didn't give you a spirit of fear or timidity I give you power and love. And all that is rooted in Jesus Christ. And so this morning, I want us to take the chance to take communion. And so I want you to bow your head because we're never, we're never told to do this without first examining ourselves, without first examining our heart. And I want you to do that right now. I want you to just, just examine your heart right now. Where, God, where am I at with you? Lord, where am I at in my walk with you? Have I let toxic living get in the way? Lord, right now, we just examine our heart. We let, we're asking you to examine our heart and our life. We're asking you to look inside and, and see if there's anything in us that, that needs fixing. 
We're asking you, Lord, to look inside our hearts to see if there are things in us, Lord, that have gone astray, that have, that have walked off the path. And so right now, Lord, help us to see that. Help us to acknowledge that. Help us, Lord, to uh, just pull back the covers and be aware. Lord, some of us in here today, we don't have a relationship with you. We know information about you, but we've not been transformed by you. And so right now we're praying, Father, that, you're, that we can become more than just informative, but we can be transformed by you. Lord, this morning that we can be changed by your love and by your power. Lord Jesus, we're asking right now that you would come find your place in our heart, that you would come reside inside of us and forgive us and wash us clean. Lord, we repent. We repent. We want to turn around from the wicked things that we've been doing and walk back to you. And you invite us back with open arms. So, Lord, we thank you that today that we can have relationship with you, that you call us back to you. You call us back to your love, and you call us back, Lord, to uh, just life with you to give us life. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to take that little cup. I want you to peel back that, that first layer. There's a little piece of bread in there, and I want you to just take that piece of bread out. Before Jesus went to the cross, he modeled this. and said on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. And he broke it and he gave thanks. He says, this is my body which is given for you. Guys, today, what we do is we participate in this act. We participate in this act together. And we're saying, Lord, be reflected in us. Lord Jesus, be seen in us. Lord, Lord, pour through us today. And so what we're saying, God, is let us become vessels that you can pour through. So we hold this little piece of bread up. We say, Lord, thank you. We thank you for your broken body. We thank you, Lord, that you allowed yourself to be put on a cross. They didn't take your life from you. You gave your life up. You gave your life up so that we could have power and that we could have love and that we could find forgiveness and that we could reflect who you are. Lord, we thank you for this. And today, Lord, we, we partake in this act together as the church. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to be a better reflection. Lord, let our, let our speech be seasoned with grace. God, let our life shine forth who you are. Let us continually point back that you are our, our first love, that you are our Savior and our Master. And Lord, when we mess up, you said you're faithful and just to forgive us. So Lord, we thank you for that. And we ask your blessing on this now in Jesus' name. Take and eat. Break and eat. Take that cup, turn it over, peel that lid back. This juice represents the blood of Jesus shed on the cross for us. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your body and your blood. We thank you for the invitation to come to know you. Lord, let this be life to us. If we've been walking in confusion and doubt, Lord, let clarity find its place. If we've been beat up, 
we feel, Father, that we've been disillusioned, Lord, I pray today that, that we would just find some clarity about who you are. And we invite you to take your place in our heart. So we thank you, Lord, for taking, taking us 